1: The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzian. Welcome in. Green and Growing here on a Tuesday as we record. Uh, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. He is Nathan Marzian, Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. And of course, don't forget uh, Green and Growing. Normally, we record Monday and Thursday nights this week. Uh, uh, a little different uh, scenario here on Tuesday night. No big deal. Tell your friends tell your family members, tell complete strangers. You download it on your odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast. And of course we always usually stream this live like we are tonight on the odyssey sports YouTube page. Some news uh, coming from Mark Spears of ESPN saying uh, that the bucks, Philly, Chicago, Toronto, amongst other teams, uh, apparently have had conversations uh, with the Portland trailblazers about acquiring Dame Lillard uh, here at some point. Now, it sounds like they want to get a deal done before their media day, which is next Monday, I believe, which I believe is a lot of guys' media days uh, as well. Memphis is, is on Monday. The Bucks is on Monday. Uh, so they like to get a deal done before Monday. Is that actually going to happen? I'm not quite convinced that's actually going to happen, but they don't want the awkward scenario of, you know, having to answer questions about Dame Lillard still being on the roster. Uh, I can't imagine Lillard goes to media day if he is still on the roster. Uh, otherwise, uh, so I, I told Marzion, today hey man, if you want, if you have some extra time today, see if you can figure out a way to get uh, good old Dame Lillard uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks reasonably, you know, a reasonable trade. Because this this is a man here who dedicates himself to the Milwaukee Bucks franchise in, in one Nathan Marzian and trying to help them out as best they can. They watch all the time, looking for the best advice from Nathan Marzion of what they should be doing. So Nathan Marzion, I go to you. Did you find the magic soup uh, in order to get Dame Lillard to be with Giannis? Uh, on this Milwaukee Bucks roster this upcoming season.
0: So I came up with something that I think is s- decently realistic. I don't think there's, I don't think you're going to find a trade that is like slam dunk boat. You know, this is the trade to make because if it, if there was that trade, I feel like it already would have happened by now. And sure. it's just hard to, obviously we don't have the assets to get Dame right now. Like we don't have the picks and so you'd have to bring in a third team to facilitate those picks. But then basically, you, have to, you need to be finding you need to be willing to find another team that is willing to take because I don't think the Blazers would want to get Drew Holiday for Dame Lillard. Like I don't think that helps them. So you kind of would want to send Drew to a third team, and then that team facilitates picks. The Bucks get Dame, the Bucks give more stuff, plus a couple picks, or plus one pick, plus, you know, they're giving Drew to another team. And that gets them Dame. So you you essentially need to find a team that you think would give up some of their future capital, whether it be younger players or picks, to send to the Blazers, because that's what the Blazers want, and they w- they would get like Drew Holiday back, because I think that's kind of how this trade would have to work. And it, there's not a ton of teams that really fit that mold to me, but I threw together this one, and it involves the Chicago Bulls, uh. because we know the Bulls are always... They always want to just be good. They don't really... Prioritize the long run. They don't kind of invest. They don't they don't go all in on the future. They're more of just like, we want to acquire good players. We want to stay relevant. They don't want to just be really bad and have to build for the future. So I was like, maybe they're a team that would give up a young, young ish player in Zach Levine and you know a pick or two, and they would be interested in getting Drew Holiday because they've never had a point guard for the longest time. Like that's kind of the thing they've been searching for. Well, so Lonzo so, Ball
1: supposed to be that guy, but he's having yeah. all kinds of back issues. Yeah. So
0: essentially, in this trade, the Blazers get Levine, Grayson, Allen, and two first-round picks. The Bucks get Damian Lillard. And the Bulls get Drew Holiday, Marjan, Beauchamp, and a second-round pick from the Bucks. So the Bucks are essentially giving up Drew, Grayson, Marjon a first and a second, getting Lillard. The Blazers are giving up Lillard, and they're getting Levine, Grayson, two firsts. And one of those is Bulls first, so that could be a good first. And then... The Bulls are giving up Levine in a first for Drew Marjan and a second. I don't know. I mean, again, this isn't some slam dunk trade. I, you, I could easily see, you know, teams saying no to this. Whether it be the, whether it be any of these teams, like I could see, the scenario where any of them would be like, like the Bucks, would be like, no, that's a little bit too much to go up for Dame. The Bulls might be like, no, we don't want to get Drew Holiday, and the Blazers might be like, we want to get even more for Dame. But to me, you get a for the for the Blazers, you get a five years younger than. Dame player who's good and fits alongside their guys right now, their younger guards better than, you know, Dame does. You get Grace now and you get two first round picks and you're, you know, for a guy you're trying to trade. I don't think that's bad at all to get for Dame. And then, yeah, obviously the bucks would, it's kind of a trade where the bucks are doing anything they can to get Lillard. And then the bulls are getting a point guard, a younger player and a second round pick and giving a first round pick. And that second is an early second. So they're not, not moving too far down. And they're getting rid of Levine, who it sounds like they've been trying to shop for a while. So I don't know. I threw that together and was like, that would kind of have to be something along those lines. Again, it would have to require a third team that is willing to get rid of future assets or draft capital and wants to take on Drew Holiday. Because I don't see this being just like a Drew and Marjan and a first and Grayson for Dame. Like that's not going to happen. So you'd have to bring in another team that is willing to facilitate this. And I just kind of threw the Bulls in there.
1: You know, the other thing I'm thinking about here is from the Bulls' perspective, um, I, I think Portland does that. I think Portland does it bad and eye. I think they say thank you very much. Uh, I think the Bucs do that. I don't think they bat an eye. I think they say no problem. Thank you very much. I think the issue here is going to be for Chicago. And it's not the issue that they already have a point guard and Lonzo Ball because legitimately Lonzo and Drew Holiday could play side-by-side side in the backcourt. Lonzo can guard the two. Drew can guard the one on the other end of the floor, and or Drew can guard the two. Lonzo guard the one, whatever. Drew can guard about anybody, Uh, so that works out there. I just think if I'm the Bulls, I need a contract extension worked out for Holiday before I do this, because I I don't want to give up Levine and then have the best player in this deal for us coming to coming to Chicago be there one year, he opts out, becomes a free agent, and then we're left with just a year of Drew Holiday. So if i'm chicago i'm going okay fine but we'd like to talk to drew holiday's agent and see if we can get you know a three-year extension or something worked out to where i know i have drew holiday for three or four years before i'm willing to move on um from levine and again you know is that something that they would want to do i I have no idea Bo champ it depends on what their opinion of Bo champ is if they see something in Champ where they think he can be a star with some development over the next couple of years Maybe that is enough to kind of get that deal done for Chicago. But to to me, it's all uh, it's all based around. Can they get him signed to an extension or agree to an extension? And, you know, we're going to talk about drew holiday coming up in a couple of segments here on green and growing about his thoughts about staying in Milwaukee and retiring at the buck and so forth. Um, And and when we get to that, that's going to be a whole different conversation from a Bucks fan, Bucks fan perspective of, do you even want him to be here for the rest of his career? But from a, through a holiday perspective, do you really want to spend the end of your career in Chicago with that organization at this point? You know, you may just be like, fuck guys. I, uh, y'all can do it, but I'm not signing an extension. Like I'm playing my one year. I'm opting out. And then I'll decide if I'm going to retire or if I'm going to still play, but I'm not spending the rest of my time in that organization. Cause again, they, like you said, they don't have a good track record necessarily of building a winner that plays at a high level. They had Derek Rose and they couldn't figure out how to get over the hump. Um, doug rose in his prime prior to him destroying his knee and so from from that perspective i think that's the hang-up is holiday bulls getting together in a long-term deal if by any chance of luck that is able to get worked out then i think maybe this deal can happen nathan i don't think it's as crazy as maybe it sounds and i think if you're portland you love that deal because you've got a star player in levine that can be there with scoot and be there with some of these other young guys that they have going forward
0: yeah. And the drew like contract thing and the extension thing is it, that's a big holdup for making any, you know, this goes for any team that you're trying to put in as that third team. Cause that, that is a huge part of it is no team is going to want drew holiday. If he's only no, there no, no. for now, hold year. on.
1: I disagree. I think if this is a deal where drew holiday goes to Portland in the deal and Portland just wants to contract the money back to get rid of the money after a year, right. To just have it off the books after a year. And then he's that mentor to scoot for one year. I think he's good with that. I think he's totally fine with that. Uh, Portland, I should say, is totally fine with that. Drew Holiday may not be fine with that. But Portland would be like, that's fine. We'll take him for a year. Let him mentor, scoot, You know, show him how to watch film, how to run a team, how to be a leader at the NBA level, show him the ropes of you know what you should be doing in the community. Face facts, guys. Dean Lillard is like superhero in Portland. That, that's what he is. He's done so much work. Charity work in the city, all this stuff. Him and his family in Portland that that dude is like hero status like way up on a mountaintop Uh, and now you're going to trade him with a bunch of young dudes that have no idea how to do any of this stuff and and i think if you bring in a guy like drew holiday who knows about working in the community that has done a ton of stuff in new orleans has done a ton of stuff in milwaukee knows all about being a part of that community i think that is a great role model a great mentor for one year to have for scoot Uh, to learn from for that one year. And then obviously if they're taking holiday, they're going to want like three number one picks or whatever the case may be to go along with that. The future assets have to be there. But Portland may be okay taking, you know, Drew holiday for a rental essentially for one year, knowing he's going to opt out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Yeah, but then how would you get that third team to give first round picks to give to the blazers what would they that team be getting in return because the bucks don't have much outside of drew to give for first round picks that they want to give up and i don't know what the blazers would want to give up so that's what that's why i'm kind of just assuming the blazers aren't gonna end up you know trying to get drew at all because let me ask you would, this:
1: yeah. let me let me let me say we throw brooke lopez into this deal and he goes to oklahoma city and the thunder i just don't the, think
0: i i just don't think at this point, right now, I don't think there's a chance the Bucks trade both Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. I don't think it's happening.
1: But you get Lillard and Middleton with Giannis. You don't think that's good enough for Giannis to get Dame Lillard?
0: I'm not saying it's not good enough. I'm just saying I don't think I don't think the Bucks would consider trading multiple of their core guys right now to get Lillard when to get Lillard when they also know they could. And I'm not saying I'm 100 percent against it. I'm just saying I don't see them doing it and. I think they'd rather wait, again, to, as we talked about many times, they have those picks to use next year. I think they'd rather at that point just wait, play it out with this core this summer, and then you've got picks to use next summer to try to make a move rather than kind of just shake up everything, and all of a sudden, okay, you've got Lillard, but then you don't know what the future holds after a couple of years. So I don't know. I think I just don't, I just don't see that happening.
1: No, I, and I, I don't disagree with you that it's probably not going to happen. I mean, the question is how likely is a Dame Lillard uh, to Milwaukee bucks trade, I would say not likely. I would yeah. say, I don't know, 10%, maybe, maybe that's high. I would say maybe a 10% chance of it actually happening unless there's a third team involved that we're not thinking of that gets involved. And then that becomes a, a huge factor kind of going forward.
0: Yeah. And when we talked about, you know, as I said, you're probably going to end up needing a team that gives future assets to get a player like drew and, I think one of the teams that kind of came to mind was the Clippers. Like, if they could get Drew alongside Kawhi and Paul George, but the problem is they don't have anything young to give to the Blazers that would make it super appealing. They have picks, but, like, what are they going to – they have Norman Powell that they're trying to trade. I don't think that's going to move the needle for the Blazers to give up Lillard for Powell and picks and one other guy. Like, there's just not – that's kind of why I picked the Bulls is I was like, I think there's a decent chance that they would kind of take on Drew and just be like, hey, let's – you know he's going to keep us relevant. We're going to be a good team. They always are kind of like that. And they have a player in Levine that they have been shopping that is younger ish and fits a little bit on that Blazers team. So like that, I kind of tried to find a good medium. Um, But again, there's just not many teams out there that, you know, and, and plus with the holiday extension stuff that you're just totally sure, like, Oh yeah, that team will take on drew and give up first round picks to get drew. Like, I'm not sure that there's teams out there that would do that.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, that's solely right. Uh, and you know the the thing that I look at in this whole deal is, you know, certain guys and how willing are certain guys to, to be moved here? And we're going to go on to the second topic here, uh, and that's where this is going to come up, because this came from ESPN today uh, this afternoon. How much does a team stock really rise by adding Dame Lillard? And the reason I ask it is, is because uh, Marks on ESPN uh, came up with this deal. Uh, that I saw that that he came up with. Now he they asked him about Milwaukee. He kind of pooh poohed it. It's kind of like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Then they asked him about Milwaukee about Boston. And he's got a whole three team trade worked out. Milwaukee, yeah, you know it's going to take a third team of uh, Boston. Oh, I got a whole deal worked out for Boston. Let's talk about Boston. It, it's just same old same old on ESPN. I feel like I just I'm watching the same thing over and over again every time I turn on ESPN. uh, Either way, okay. So this this is what it essentially looks like um, uh, on ESPN if they were to do something along these lines. Uh, A three-way trade um, would essentially involve Phoenix being involved, right? And DeAndre Aiden, uh, along with four other players, including Hauser uh, from Boston, um, would end up going to Portland, okay? Then Brogdon and Williams from Boston would be headed to Phoenix, and Lillard would be headed to the Boston Celtics. So it's five players going to Portland. Uh, You have Brogdon and Williams going to Phoenix uh, and then Lillard uh, going to the Boston Celtics. Now, I I don't know what you think of uh, such a deal uh, one way or the other, uh, but I I was intrigued by the idea of Aiden being involved in this deal for Phoenix um, and essentially going uh, to the Portland Trailblazers uh, in exchange for Brogdon and Williams from Boston. So they get a big man, plus they get... A guy that's capable of running the offense, which Phoenix desperately needs. It makes a lot of sense. It just becomes a, a deal of, you know, are you willing to move on from DeAndre Aiden? Um, and if you're Portland, do you want him? I think if you're Portland, you do want him. You you need a shot blocker. You need somebody to protect the rim for those young guys. I'm not sure he's exactly the shining example of how you want guys to play night in and night out. But either way, he is that big that you want. Um, so it makes sense from that perspective. And then Boston, you know, you give up all these guys. Uh, to get Dane Lillard. So then it's Lillard, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Porzingis, right? Those are your four main guys. Uh, is that good enough to win the East? Is that good enough to go to an NBA finals and win the whole thing? If you add Lillard to that squad in Boston, I don't know, man. I, I think it's pretty damn good. Like, I I think Boston might become the favorite in the East if they were to pull off some type of mega deal like that um, and, and essentially have those four main guys, providing, you know, Porzingis can stay healthy.
0: Well, yeah, first off, I don't think the Blazers do that trade. I don't think they would choose that package over a package that you know, the Miami package, which is hero and multiple picks and that. I don't I don't see why the Blazers would do that. So I don't I don't believe in that trade. But if you know, again, if the question is how much would a team stock rise by by adding Dame, you know, the teams like a team like Boston definitely I think I mean it it would depend. Are they giving up you know, in a deal like that, yes, because they're keeping Derek White. You obviously are keeping the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and you're not going to trade Porzingis because you just got him. So if they can get that five of, you know, Lillard, Brown, Tatum, Derek White, Porzingis, then yeah, obviously that's probably, you know, that's the best starting five in the league.
1: Right. And by the way, the other two guys for Boston, because I said five players, I didn't tell you the other two, Pritchard and Cornette would be the other two guys going to Portland. Like, so why Richard Hauser Walsh and Yandre Aiden to Boston Brogdon and Williams from Boston to Phoenix and Boston essentially uh, ends up with um, Dame Lillard at the end of the day.
0: I, unless, I mean, there'd have to be a ton of picks involved too, or multiple picks. The I problem is say. on
1: these trade machines, you can never really use picks, at least not on the one that I use today. I couldn't use picks the, when I was trying yeah, to make this the one that up. I
0: use. You can, the one that I use, you can. So I'll sometimes toss some picks in there. Sure. But, um, Yeah, I mean, again, if Boston can keep that, can get Lillard and have the other those other four guys, you know, still there, and you're not trading Derek White because if they did, if they got Lillard, but traded Derek White, which I do think that if the Celtics are going to get Lillard, they'd have to trade Derek White. I don't think you're going to get Lillard and keep all you know all of those guys. I don't think they'd have no and, be-
1: They'd have no bench. If they make that trade, their bench would be zero. They're, Zilch yeah. They're, lost.
0: Their bench would be toast, but you know, ultimately in the playoffs, obviously we know you're only going to go probably seven, maybe eight deep. So it doesn't sure. matter as much, but you do need to have some depth ideally. And they'd have very little. And that, I mean, we've talked about, that was kind of the thing that made them so good for a couple of years was their depth and just having so many guys and having, you know, they didn't Tatum or Brown aren't superstars. They're close, but they're not like, Bonafide superstars like Giannis and Jokic and those guys, but they just ha- were so deep, and that's what made them so good. And then, so it'll be interesting. They already kind of traded away some of that depth to get Porzingis, and you know now they are got a few injury-prone guys on, in the front court, and just like it could get a little dicey with their depth. But I'm assuming that Boston would have to probably give up Derek White in a trade to get Lillard, and if they did, I mean, yes, I, I mean, ultimately, I think they'd probably still do it because if you can get Lillard Tatum Brown together, I think you're going to do it. But again, at that point you have Lillard Tatum Brown, but then you have a front court that is, you know, we know it's Robert Williams who, who does not, you know, can't stay healthy. Chris Asporzingas who can't stay healthy and 40 year old Al Horford who started to decline last year. Like that's not reliable. And then it would be, you know, if you can keep Brogdon, but even he would had injury stuff last year. So, it just all of a sudden becomes a very, you know, outside of those top three guys, you don't really have anyone else super reliable. Whereas if you can keep Derek White, then I think that's a big, I think that's a huge deal. Like Derek White, I'm very high on. I like Derek White.
1: Let, let's be honest about something. If Danny Ainge was still running the Celtics, this deal would already have been done. One way or the other, Lillard would be yeah. a Celtic already. He, he, this, we would not be sitting here talking about, boy, I wonder where Lillard's going. There's no chance. And Brad Stevens is a lot more conservative than Danny Ainge. This much we know. But if Danny Ainge was running the Boston Celtics, Lillard would already be on Boston. There would be no talk of Miami or anybody else at this point. So we know about Miami and what their package is. Uh, Toronto is one that now is seen maybe as a front runner in this whole thing. If it's, if Siakam is involved or whatever the case ends up being, because they got some young guys, right? They got Scotty Barnes, they got Siakam, OG, they got some guys. So from that perspective, Marzian, knowing you're going to have to give up something even if you add Lillard to Toronto, I don't think that makes them a a team to beat in the Eastern conference by Toronto doing this.
0: No, I I don't, I don't see those type of teams as being something like Toronto and Brooklyn, those type of teams as being places where Dame could end up because I'm just like, I I don't, I don't see Dame leaving a, you know, middle of the pack team for another middle of the pack team. I think if he's going to leave, he's going to a place where he's like, I'm going to be a title favorite.
1: But in fairness, he's going to be a part of a rebuild. They're not going to be middle of the pack of anything. They're going to be crap. I mean, he, so he's leaving a, a a rebuild that's going to be three or four years to, you know, you say Toronto, Brooklyn, those will be playoff teams. Oh, They may the not Blazers, be title contenders.
0: The Blazers won't be complete rebuild. They have they have several players. Like they they have Simons. They have Jeremy Grant, who they re-signed. They've got now Scoot Henderson. They've got Sharp. They've got Nurkic. Like they they have players. They This isn't a team that is filled with. 22 year olds that are rookies and it, no, they're going to win some games. They're not going to be like if Lillard's on the blazers next year, I think they're winning 30 something games.
1: And if Lillard's well, maybe, maybe, I mean, again, it's the Western conference. It's, it's not exactly an easy go in the Western conference and Lillard, I don't think wants to be a part of a team. That's not going to be in the playoffs. And yeah, they're not going to be in the playoffs.
0: But if Lillard goes to Toronto and Toronto gives up several of their pieces, is that team right. in the playoffs? Are we sure? Like why? Well, that's how it. is that right. How is how is that different than Correct. how is going to the how is going to the Raptors, and again, they're going to be giving up probably Siakam or Scotty Barnes or whatever. And if you're giving up those players and you get Lillard, well, all of a sudden you have Lillard surrounded by not many good players. How is that any different than the situation he's in now? It's probably worse. Because again, I I mentioned they have some players. Like they have the Blazers aren't just complete garbage.
1: What about Philadelphia. They're another team that's been brought up in this whole thing. Now, I don't see how that deal gets done unless James Harden is involved. And James Harden is not playing in Portland. There's no way. So that means it has to be a three-way deal, which now means probably the Clippers are involved or somebody else is involved in order to get this deal done to get them Lillard. We all know uh that he doesn't want to trade Harden in Philadelphia. He has no interest in trading Harden. He's gonna make Harden play unless he can get another star player in return. This is how. He gets to start players by getting involved in this deal uh, and getting the Clippers involved. Do the Clippers have anything that can make Portland happy uh, in order to get Lillard to Philly and get Harden to the Clippers? I, I don't. Between the two of them, do they have enough assets to throw at Portland to get a three way deal done?
0: Uh, yeah. I, the Clippers do have the picks to facilitate that. And again, I kind of mentioned they don't, unless they're giving up Paul George or something, I don't. I don't think they have the players to do it. That, and if I'm
1: Lillard, I don't want. Or if I'm Harden, I don't want to go there. If Paul George and Kawhi aren't there.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is would the Clippers give up Paul George to acquire Harden? No. So no. why would the Clippers do that at that point? You know, it, it doesn't make. It, it's hard to find the right deal between the three of them. Um, as far as if we're ranking how good these teams would be, we're looking at Boston, Miami, Philly, Toronto. If they had Dame. And they traded, you know, we're assuming Boston probably trades Derek White plus, you know, Brogdon plus whatever. And then Miami's trading hero plus picks. Philly's trading Harden. Toronto's trading a couple of their young assets. I'm going, I, I'm putting them in that order. Boston, Miami, Philly, Toronto. I think that's that's how I would rank these in terms of how good they are. I don't see Philly being that good. I mean, if, if they can keep Maxi, yeah, they're going to be good, but... I don't I just don't know about like being a championship contender for sure and we still haven't seen it with Embiid in the playoffs so that definitely makes me a little bit you know less um excited about them compared to Miami if you add Lillard and Jimmy Butler and bam I think I believe in those guys in the playoffs more than I would believe in that Philly bunch
1: okay, so Okay, you add Lillard to those teams you just said. Which of those teams, if any, are better than the Bucs if they make a deal for Lillard?
0: Boston's starting five is better. Um, Miami's probably they're probably better. I I think we match up well with Miami, and I think we could match up well with Boston depending on in terms of defensive matchups depending on how you use guys. But like, if Lillard goes to Miami, are they probably the better team on paper? I think so, but you can put Drew on Lillard who is the best like if you had to pick hand pick one player to put on damon lillard it's drew holiday so you have drew on lillard you put Giannis on jimmy butler you got brooke lopez on band like you can match up with them and then you just hope they don't go crazy from three like they did last year but i don't know i just think with better defensive matchups i think the bucks can match up with that team fine they just refuse to you know the the consistent problem we've had i'm i don't i'm not rooting for dame to come to the east but if he did It would finally be a player in the East that you can use Drew Holiday's defense on because we're consistently playing against teams like Boston and like Miami and you know even Philly that they don't really have super strong point guards. Yep, good point. They're more wing guys. They're more six six guys. Yep, and that's Drew's a great defender, but it's just hard for a player of his size to defend a wing. It it is, and so it's like in Boston series in the Boston series we're constantly putting drew on tatum or brown which is just it's hard for him to defend those guys and in the miami series we're constantly putting him on jimmy butler because it's like you kind of just say okay well drew's way better at defense than their than these other teams point guard is at offense so put him on someone else and that kind of just creates mismatches whereas if miami got dame i just think it would be like okay there it is put drew on dame obviously and then all of a sudden you're like we need to put Giannis on jimmy and it just kind of matches up all of a sudden and so whereas Again, if you're playing Miami without Dame, I, I just, and I don't know that Adrian Griffin will do this, but I think kind of Bud's philosophy was, well, yeah, Drew can guard Dame. So we're going to put him, or Drew can guard Jimmy. So we're going to put Drew on Jimmy and save Giannis. And it's like, that's not working. Like you can't do that. Right. But if if they had Dame, you're like, you're not going to think about putting Drew on Jimmy because you're just going to put him on Dame and you're going to put Giannis on Jimmy. I just, there's there's part of me that kind of, thinks it'd be okay if Drew if Dame goes to Miami because we'd be able to match up with them
1: all right let's move on to the next topic that is one Drew Holiday uh Jim Ozarski with uh, a piece in the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel talking about Drew Holiday's want and desire to sign an extension in Milwaukee stay with the Milwaukee Bucks and possibly end his career with the Milwaukee Bucks versus, you know, up and retiring. Like there's been some speculation about him retiring. Sounds like he wants to stay here. The question is, do you want Drew Holiday to sign an extension and end his career with the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, And uh, I I guess I will start by saying, sure, I would love to see Drew Holiday end his career with the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll follow that up by saying, I don't think it's possible. I I don't think it's going to happen because I think he's going to be the guy that gets traded in order to get a younger, better piece in here to play with Giannis next summer. I think that's how this goes if they want to keep Giannis. So I'll say, sure, I would love to have him. Great for the community, good on-court guy, uh, good leader for the most part, good defensively. Yes, I know offensively he disappears at times in the playoffs, uh, but that's not a surprise when you're the third piece next to Middleton and Giannis. That's how this always goes. Um, So from that perspective, yeah, I would love to have Drew Holiday here long-term. I I don't think it's going to work out that way, but I'd love to have him. Uh, Nathan your your take.
0: So I I do think if you're gonna end up making a a trade for you know a bigger trade, Drew's gonna have to be involved. But do you think that if Drew just re-signs and is here and you know, assuming he has about the same type of season where he's really good defensively, right? He's he's good overall offensively but struggles a bit in the playoffs, but he's just kind of the same Drew Holiday and the Bucks have a good season, get decently far in the playoffs, you know. Don't win the finals, but they're close. And he signs an extension. Do you think there's no chance that Giannis is okay with that? That Giannis just stays because he's got Drew Holiday with him, he's got Chris with him, he's got Brooke with him, or do you think Giannis absolutely needs to get someone new in after this season if they don't? I win? think
1: I think Giannis absolutely must have a younger star player with him to get. And this is I, it,
0: and I just so you know I'm talking I'm I'm asking you know I know we have our opinions of what they and what they should do, but do you think Giannis himself is like would be like I if Drew signs, I'm not, I don't want to stay here. Or do you think be was, like, okay, cool. Drew's staying. I'll stay.
1: No, no, no. Well, I mean, I don't know about all that. I, I just think that I believe the reports out there that have been out there for the last couple of months that he wants to have a younger star with him going forward because he's significantly younger than the other three core guys on this team. And he doesn't want to get to a point where, okay, I'll sign a five-year extension. And then two years into it, these guys are breaking down left and right because of their age can't stay healthy and now he's screwed because these guys are under long-term contracts I, I do think there's something to the aspect of he wants a younger star player uh to play with here going forward and if they get him a younger superstar type player maybe not even superstar all-star type player that he knows is going to be with them that's you know in their mid to late 20s to play with i think that's good enough to keep Giannis. honest but if the plan is we're going to go with these you know 31 32 33 year olds and give them all two or three year extensions and we're going to go with you and by the time their deals are done they're gonna be like 36 37 38 and you're gonna be like 31 or 32 or whatever it is i don't think that's gonna fly i don't think that's that's gonna get it done and that's not to say he doesn't like playing with drew or he doesn't like playing with middleton or playing with brooke lopez but i firmly believe that man knows that it's a young man's game and he they need to get younger here at some point and that is why John Horace has been banging the drum since the end of the year, talking about wanting to get younger, wanting to get more athletic. Where do you think that's coming from? I mean, Obviously, that's not only coming from him, but I guarantee you, Giannis and them have had that same conversation of, if you watch those games last year in the playoffs, we talked about it on this podcast. They looked old and they looked slow. They just did. And, you know, certain guys, maybe they will look better. Maybe Jay Carter will look better, right? Uh, in the limited time he had, he looked horrible. Uh, So if he comes back and looks better, fine. But again, he's another old player that in three or four years, there's no way he's part of this thing. And I I just think legitimately that friendships aside, he he wants him to have a a young star player with him. I I think that's how this plays out. Maybe I'll be dead wrong. Maybe, maybe he'll be fine having a bunch of old guys around him, but I don't think that's going to be the case.
0: Yeah. And and that's fair. And I do, I do think that in the end, Drew will get traded. I think, I mean, we've talked about, I think next summer, Is that window? I think they know it's their window. But, you know, if they do again, if they do have a good season, I could see them signing Drew to an extension and Giannis is fine with that and Giannis is happy and Giannis is like, okay, I'm I'm gonna keep going with these guys. You know, as long as they all look good, as long as they all play up to their standard. Um, I could see them and this would kind of also be if let's say next summer, you know, they have these picks and but that that star star player isn't really available and they're like, okay, you know, we have the option of just trading Drew and getting someone in here that's different, but we're not, it's not some superstar player. Or we just, you know, maybe trade a couple picks and get someone around the fringes. And we, we sign Drew to an extension. We've got Middleton, we've got Brooke, we've got Giannis and Giannis. I think Giannis would be okay with that. If they told him that, like, Hey, we we that guy isn't out there right now. And Maybe that person does become available next summer. I'm assuming they do. But if they don't, I could see a world where they do just keep it going with Drew. You can you can trade him down the road. I think they'd be honest with him and say, we can't guarantee you'll be on this team for the rest of your career, but we'll give you this extension. You're getting this money no matter what. And, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. And then I think Giannis would be okay with that. I think Giannis likes these guys enough that, you know, if he sees they're all still playing well and they're all, they got a couple years left in their contract. I think he'd be okay signing his extension. Um, But at the end of the day, I I mean, I do think Drew will get traded next summer. That would be my prediction. But I also, I do want to appreciate that we have a very good all-star level player that wants to be in Milwaukee because that is not, that is not something to take for granted. Um, Even if you don't want Drew here, even if you've been trying to trade, you know, wanting them to trade him and, really think he should be traded like this is not common this is not normal for guys like you know drew chris Giannis to sign his extension you know multiple times like it's just it's not common for players of this caliber to want to stay here brooke lopez um so again just appreciate that stuff and i kind of said the same thing when chris signed it's like even if you don't love chris and even if for some reason you thought signing him was a bad move even though it was the only move they could make like it is a good thing that a good player, because Chris is a good player, whether you want to believe it or not, he is a good NBA player, wants to be in Milwaukee and wants to sign extensions and wants to stay a part of this culture and doesn't want to just bolt as soon as they can. So, um, you know, again, that's just something to keep in mind, perspective of like, hey, if if the worst case scenario is that we stick with Drew Holiday, it's it's not a bad worst case scenario. You know, it's, it might not be the best scenario, but it's not the worst, it's not a, a bad situation to be in that oh my gosh we're stuck with this all defense arguably best perimeter defender in the league point guard like that's that's a pretty good worst case scenario to have
1: all right last topic here uh did Chris Middleton help Nathan Marzion get a girl out at the bars uh, that is the question at hand and if you follow Nathan Marzion on Twitter you get all this good information when it happens at Marzion, a while back, uh, said that he was out at the bar showing the ladies uh, some old Chris Milton highlights from 2021, uh, and Middleton did some promo video for some company uh, today where he read his read tweets they gave him uh, about him. One was ripping them, one was praising them, da-da-da-da-da, and Marzian's tweet about showing the ladies uh, Middleton highlights uh, was one of the tweets that Middleton uh, read and reacted to, and Middleton's like, oh, I hope they work. Uh, so I saw it, I was like, Hey, well, we got to find out on green and growing if it. actually, if it helped young Marzian uh, get a girl here at the end of the day. Uh, so young Nathan Marzian, to uh, please explain the night, like how inebriated were you at this point that we were showing Chris Milton highlights? Uh, how many girls are we talking about showing Were your boys laughing at you while you were doing this? So let's get into some details.
0: No, it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was, I tweet a lot of this stuff, like kind of half joking of like half making fun of myself, kind of, the whole, oh, I, I, you know, like sports and I'm obsessed with the box. I'm kind of a nerd about this stuff and I don't get a lot of girls as a result. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that I just naturally talk about this stuff a lot when, you know, with anyone, with, with just whoever I'm talking to. Like I kind of just naturally bring up my passion of the bucks and NBA and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I it didn't help me. No, but
1: no, it didn't. It didn't help. No, well. See, really, there has to be a you of a female version. It, 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 she must see, exist. But I, I don't, I don't know, know where she is. I don't know if she's in the state of Wisconsin. I don't know if she lives in California. I don't know where she is, but there has to be an equal to you of but, the fandom that you have of the Milwaukee Bucks, where she would live and die around the Bucks schedule and plan your whole life around the Bucks schedule like you would like going forward. I'm sure of it, Nathan Marzian. There is a female out there that would do it for you.
0: I don't want to date the female version of myself though. I want to Why? find someone that I want to find someone that will do that stuff for me that like accommodates for my interests, but what fun would it be to just date the female version of yourself like
1: at Marzion, that point. You are not going to date anybody that does not I spend, love the bucks like you love the bucks. Because the first yes, time he says, "Okay, babe, uh, we, I got this whole night planned out for you, blah, 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 blah. And it's a conference championship game. And you're like, uh, duh, 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 duh. yep, I spent a couple thousand dollars. We're doing this. We're doing that. Uh, duh, duh. I can't, honey. What do you mean you can't? Well, it's, it's Easter conference championship game number two. I can't, I can't miss that. I mean, there's just, it's just no way you're going to have to understand. I'm not missing this game. That is where the problem is going to arise. See, that is why you have to find somebody that has your same passion for the Milwaukee Bucks or you're going to have to pull back a little bit in order to accommodate the woman.
0: I think, I think there's people out there that they don't have the same passion. Like they don't super into basketball. They're not super into the bucks, but they like you enough. They'd be willing to accommodate for that. And, you know, obviously there'd have to be some, some give and take. I'd have to pull back a little bit, but I don't think I have to find someone that likes the Bucks as much as me. I think I can find someone that isn't a Bucks fan, but still is like, okay, I respect that you're a Bucks fan. I respect that you really like this. This is obviously your thing. I will respect that. Just like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of an example. If some girl really liked the bachelor, I don't like the bachelor, but I, if I liked a girl enough, I would be willing to be like, okay, like you, that's your thing. I I respect it. I can, I can live with that. So
1: one second, meet this girl. You're getting along gone on a bunch of dates you're like this is it she, she's the one and then basketball season starts you go over to her place and she's got her badger sweatshirt on and she's watching the badgers play right, are you still talking to her or do you walk in and go i can't do this turn around and you walk yeah, out
0: i wouldn't even get to that point that's first that's first date stuff you know
1: <laughs> you marquette was <do> marquette, <laughs> you marquette wisconsin you asked another the first date <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. I don't, I wouldn't actually ask on the first date, but I do think I would, I would know pretty quickly what her feelings on that are, because if she was a big Badger fan, I feel like I'd, I'd realize that pretty quickly and I'd be like, that's I'm, not going to work. It's not that it's not, I, I wouldn't even say that it's impossible for me to date someone that's a Badger fan, but it definitely would be like, it depends how, how passionate about it they are. Right. Cause if they're super passionate about it, it would just be annoying. But if they're like, yeah, I like the Badgers. I can live with that. It's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, he is Nathan Marziat. Oh man, I cannot wait. I cannot wait because when this boy gets himself a serious girl and all that, I'm going to interview her on the podcast, and we are going to have a lot of fun with whatever, whatever girl this ends up being at some point. If, if. if, if I didn't say when, I said if. Uh, at Nathan, you Marzian. said when.
0: You said um, when. Go back and go when? back and listen. Did, it. You said when? when. When. Yes.
1: I meant it. Uh, at Nathan Marzion uh, on Twitter, at Sparky Radio as well, uh, streaming live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. And of course, download it on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at. Also, I do have a special little announcement here at the end. Uh, next week, uh, starting on Monday, I'm starting a new feature uh, only available on the Odyssey app. It will be Monday through Friday, every day, Monday through Friday. At 1130 a.m., it's going to be called Sparky Live, and it's going to be available on the Odyssey app uh, only. That's the only place you're going to be able to find this. Uh, And then it'll be posted uh, in either the Green Growing Feed or the Curry Long Feed. I'm not sure where they're posting it, but one of the the things. And it's only going to stay up for like 48 hours, and then it's going to disappear. But it's going to be every day at 1130 a.m. for like 15 or 20 minutes if you want to come hang out with me, talk about the game from the night before, if it's the Brewers, if it's the Bucks, Packers, whatever the case may be, plus with the sparky live feature i'll be able to kind of like do post games or do breaking news whatever the case may be so if you're on the odyssey app you'll be able to get notifications every time sparky live happens uh think of it like uh twitter spaces that's kind of how they explain it to me it's kind of like twitter spaces uh, except i'll be able to and i don't know on twitter spaces you can do this or not marzian can tell me uh, but i'll be able to bring you up like a caller on a show on a, on a talk show so if like you wanted to come on and talk to me that way you can do that can you do that on twitter spaces as well i'm assuming
0: Yeah, people can like request to join, and then you just let them in.
1: Yep, so the same same, same type of thing. So Sparky Live, Monday through Friday, starting next week at 11.30 a.m. Hopefully, it's during your lunch, and you can hang out and talk and uh, chime in and uh, have a lot of fun with each other. So tell your friends, tell your family about that as well. All right, that'll do it. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back recording again on Thursday night. Have a good one. Toodles.